You are listening to the Teen Anxiety Maze, and I'm your host, Cynthia Koffel. Imagine a world where the teenage years are less like a maze of anxiety and more like a thrilling ride of self-discovery. I'm here to help teens, parents, and everyone in between grow and learn about themselves. Let's dive in. I want to tell you or remind you about my parent workshop tonight at 6 p.m. Central. I would love for you to be there. I want to teach you about my triangle formula for anxiety. And the last couple of episodes, we've been talking about it. Go to my show notes, go to the description of this video, go to my website, social media, everywhere are you're going to find links to sign up for this workshop. If you come live, you're going to get a bonus that the other people don't get. And if you're on the list, even if you can't attend, and I totally get it, I have so many things going on all the time, then you will get a replay. And there may be a, I think there may be a different kind of a bonus for those that sign up ahead of time and get the replay. So definitely do that. So the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the triangle formula, and two weeks ago was perception, last week was process, and this week is plan. So I'm actually going to be telling you about how I plan for anxiety, and it will give you a little example of how I teach my clients to plan for their anxiety. So we start out with a five-step process, and I'm going to tell a little story that I've told before on the podcast, so you can find it in other episodes. I didn't look up which ones it is, but I, my mother-in-law and I had decided to try out for a choir. We both like to sing, and she really didn't want to do it on her own, and I decided, hey, I'm going to help her with that. And... And so we both went to, they had like a, you know, meet the choir time and we went and we both were like, oh my gosh, I love this. And we decided to try out for it. And we even had our auditions planned to do it. And then I went to a separate meeting that told more information about it. And I just, I had assumed the whole time it was going to be a no brainer for both of us. And as they were telling about the fundraising that we needed to do, it was like, in my opinion, ridiculous, and I didn't want to do it. And I immediately started feeling trapped, like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. And this all turned into anxiety because I was telling myself that I was a bad person if I didn't want to do it, and that I was somehow some kind of liar if I had told them that I was auditioning for it. And now I didn't want to do it, that that made me some kind of a bad person. And then I was like, oh my gosh, you know, since I got this information when my mother-in-law wasn't with me, I thought, oh no, what if she wants to do it and I don't want to do it and then she's going to feel bad. You know, I'm sure you all can relate to how your brain just goes crazy about this kind of stuff. And so that was my situation. I was going to sign up for this choir, join this choir, and I had already said yes or semi-committed to it and then realized I didn't want to do it. So 
part of the five-step process is first, you know, what's the situation? And then the next one is to come up with four possible actions you can take. And so the I thought about a whole bunch of different things. One of them was I thought, okay, I'm just going to join the choir anyway. I don't want to, but I don't really, you know, I didn't feel like they're in that scenario or that action. It was like, at least, you know, I'll just go forward the way I've already planned it to be. And then I don't have to have difficult conversations with anyone and I don't have to worry about it. I'll just go and whatever. I also thought, you know, well, I can tell them I don't want to be in this choir and, you know, have a conversation about why, or I could have them, you know, give me the hard sell or whatever. I could ghost them. And I haven't ghosted people for quite a long time, but that used to, oh my gosh, when I was a teenager for sure, and young adulthood, maybe even to mid adulthood, I would ghost people if I didn't like something or didn't want to be someone's friend anymore or didn't want to go somewhere. I was too afraid to say that I didn't want to do it. I just didn't show up to it and I didn't tell anyone. And then I had to avoid those people because then I'm like, well, I don't want to tell them how I feel about it or whatever. So I'll just avoid them. And then my fourth thing that I thought, well, is a possibility is I could talk to my mother-in-law and she could maybe decide she was going to join the choir. And then I could say that I didn't want to join the choir, but I hated that idea too, because the reason we decided to do it together is because she wanted to do it, but she didn't want to do it without me. And so I knew that if I don't do it, she's not going to want to do it either. And then that ruins what she wants to do because of my decision of not wanting to do it. So those are my four possible actions. And then after you come up with four possible actions, you decide, you t- you talk through with yourself, what are the pros and cons of that? And I kind of did that a little bit, but uh, the pros and cons of joining the choir are, you know, the pro is I don't have to have a difficult conversation with anyone. I just join it. And I just go off my life and I do like singing and I do like choirs, so I wouldn't hate everything. But... I would hate a lot of the things and I would probably be secretly angry all the time that I was having to do all of that. And I've been in that situation before where I don't tell people no. And then I'm secretly angry that I have to do it. And I don't want to ever feel like that again. And people should not do that. But those were my pros and cons for the first one. And then I could tell them that I don't want to join. So telling them that I don't want to join is good in the fact that I tell the truth and I, you know, say I'm not doing it and I get out of it, which I want, but they may do a hard sell or make me feel bad, or I'm going to feel uncomfortable starting that conversation. And I don't want to do that. Ghosting them feels good in there is a pro in the sense that I don't have to do any of the difficult stuff. I don't have to have a difficult conversation and I don't have to go to the choir. I don't want to go to, but when you ghost someone, you have to avoid them forever. Like it never really goes away because every time I saw somebody from the choir, I, and I didn't even know all of them. So I wouldn't even know who I was avoiding half the time. And then if you were getting the emails, like, where are you and what's happening? And you had this thing planned and you didn't show up or whatever. Then you just have that sick feeling. At least when you see those emails, like you probably get over it, but I mean, it seems like it really prolongs the problem. 
And then, you know, talking to my mother-in-law and having her join the choir and I don't, which feels good for me that I'm not joining it, but feels bad for me because she will be sad or she probably would say she wouldn't do it if I wasn't doing it. So then you pick one after you've gone through the pros and cons of your four. You just pick one, whichever one is the one you want to do the most. And I decided that I was going to, well, I talked to my mother-in-law and she said she didn't want to either. So then I contacted them to say that neither of us were going to join the choir. And when you choose your action, sometimes you then, I mean, even though you've chosen it, it's hard for you to go ahead and make yourself do it, <laughs> but you've got to make yourself do it because after you choose what your action is, then you have to follow through. And even though it was uncomfortable starting that conversation and I didn't want to tell them that we didn't want to join this choir, it actually went really well. And they were like, okay, so fine. Like they didn't even ask me why we didn't want to. And I was so glad because I thought it sounded so petty and terrible to say, well, I don't want to do those fundraising activities, but I didn't. And, but I didn't have to say that. And they were like, hey, we'd love to have you though. Any other time, just come back anytime. And that was it. You know, how often do we really dread and waste so much time like procrastinating something or going over 10,000 scenarios about what you could say if they said this, what can you say if you say that, all these things. And those things never even happen. It's a lot of wasted time and a lot of like what ifs and things. And so just pick your action, do it, and then evaluate it. So I actually felt really good about the decision. It was the best decision that I could make in that for that for joining the choir or not joining the choir. And the the uncomfortable feelings were so brief when I first had to have the conversation. But then when it went well, I just felt totally relieved and calm and at peace. And I probably, I don't know, danced a little afterwards. So it's like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. And I don't even have to worry about it. I never even have to think about it again. Who cares? So I'm glad about that. And also, part of when we're planning, you know, this and like deciding with an action, we also look at our values and our strengths. And one of my values is connection. And one of my strengths is connectedness. And if I want to be connected to people and feel real connection with other humans, I can't ghost them and I can't lie to them. I need to be truthful about who I am and how I am. And it's going to be okay. And so in my program, I help all my teens to find out what their strengths, their values, their preferred skills, and their interests are. And so they can use their unique identity, the things that they're good at, to use to manage their anxiety. And the things that they really value in the world, if they're using that to manage their anxiety, it makes it so much easier to do than if it's just some sort of random thing. So that's what I wanted you to know about planning is that there's a five-step process and you use your unique strengths and values and ideas about your own life to manage that anxiety. And I help you tease all that out and figure out exactly how to do that. So I want to see you tonight. 
I want to have you in the room so I can give you all the information and you can ask all the questions. But even if you can't be in the room, and it's tonight at 6 p.m. Central Time, and this is for my parent workshop, How to Calm Your Teen's Anxiety Without Triggering Yours, you're going to learn about all this stuff and my triangle formula with the perception, process, and plan, and I will see you tonight, and if you're there, you're going to get a special bonus. I'll talk to you tonight. Thanks for listening to the Teen Anxiety Maze. I would love to be your anxiety coach. Just check out my website or social media and send me a message.